Thank you for tuning in into the New Life Church Downtown Podcast. If you would like to get connected, follow us on Instagram at NLC Downtown Little Rock or email us at downtown.podcast at newlifechurch.tv. Okay. Uh, you know, a uh, couple years back, this maybe 10 years ago, uh, I, I was a worship leader. They retired me. Uh, so more talented guys like Caleb could come up here and, and lead us in the presence of God. Um, but I was going, I was doing a youth camp in Michigan, and Callie actually wasn't with me, but uh, I was there. And, and you know, high school students are kind of, any high school students? Who's in high school in here? Come on, raise your hand. I see you. All right, I see a couple of you guys. You, you're, you're a little weird. You know, you're in high school. That's part of being in high school. You just be a little. And so this guy's <laughs> ripping on you. Sorry. Uh, this guy's just kind of looking at me, and I'm like, gosh, why is this kid looking at me? So finally I turn to him. He looks me up and down, and he goes, did you, uh, did you used to work out? I was like, yeah, bro, I did used to work out. Thanks for pointing out that I'm not as good as I used to be. And uh, I was thinking about this morning, uh, Pastor Seth Tomboli from our Greater Little Rock Church uh, came in, North Little Rock, I guess, technically is what it is, whatever it is. He came in a few weeks ago and preached a message, and he said something that stuck with me. He said, you know you're not in a good place spiritually if your glory days, like the best days in your spiritual life are things that you refer to in the past. It's like, man, wasn't it so good back then? Y'all, I believe that the best is right in front of us in Jesus' name, amen. I believe the best is in front of us for a church, and we believe the best is in front of you uh, as Jesus followers, as Christians. And what I wanna tell you guys is if, if you're in here and you're not a Jesus follower, that is okay. Uh, church is a good place to come and seek and to ask questions. And you can belong here. You can belong in this community. You can be loved in this community if you don't act right or you don't believe right, okay? Here's why. Because Jesus spent so much time with people who didn't think like him, who didn't act like he thought they should act, but he loved them right where they, at, they were at and he lifted them. Jesus lifted the people around him. And so that's what we exist to do as a church as a community of Jesus followers, is we're trying to be like Jesus. We're trying to grow to be like Jesus. But y'all listen to me. The core of our faith is not that we have it all together or that we've done it all perfectly. It's that Jesus has done things perfectly. Jesus lived the perfect life so that we could experience his perfect grace and his salvation and we could grow in each and every season of our lives. Can I get an amen somebody on that? And so this morning, uh, we're going to talk about Jesus, and we're going to talk about the way that he lived and the way that he, he would have us live. And, and Jesus taught in Matthew chapter 6, he taught us how to pray. He said, pray, Father, your, your kingdom come, your will be done. Where? On earth as it is in heaven. How do you build a great life? You build the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? Y'all listen to me. It's this simple. The kingdom of God is any life that is submitted under the lordship and the ruling of Jesus. So if, you, if you're under the lordship and the leadership of Jesus, everywhere you go, the kingdom of God goes with you. Amen? That's why we as Christians can carry light into dark places. And so I got a couple of points for you this morning. If you're taking notes, if we want to live a life that has a legacy and that makes a difference, raise your hand if you want to live a life of legacy that makes a difference. Okay, number one, we've got to build our life intentionally. We've got to build our life intentionally. You know, it says in Colossians, 1 Colossians 
First Corinthians. What's it called? First Colossians. That's not a book. First Corinthians chapter three, verse, verse 10. Paul says that I've built as an expert builder. I've built as an expert builder and everybody who comes behind me is building on this foundation that we've laid, this foundation of faith that's built with Jesus at the center. Ephesians chapter two, do y'all have that back there? Ephesians chapter two verses, I think it's 19 through 20. It says that the church, the people of God, listen to me, the people of God were built with the foundation of the prophets. We're gonna talk about that here in a second the apostles with Jesus as the cornerstone that that fits everything together. Listen to me. If you want a life that wins, if you want a life that has a legacy, you've got to let Jesus be the foundation and the cornerstone of your life. What does that look like? Y'all, we build with the word. Amen. The the word of God. Y'all, this is an old book. Who understands everything in this book in here? That's right. We're searching. We're trying to learn. This is God's word. We're searching it out. But the scripture says that in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. It was talking about Jesus, the incarnate word. Y'all listen, everything in this book points to the person of Jesus. You're all familiar with the story of Moses, right? Moses has a legacy. Moses, Moses saw people who were enslaved. Mogus, that's right, the great Mogus. I heard somebody over there hear it and you said it. I don't know who it was, they go, Mogus. Mogus... I can't get out of it. That's the quote for the weekend. Old Mogus. <laughs> what a guy. Humble Mogus. Stop. Chris, his goal is to get me off topic. Uh, Moses saw injustice and he saw slavery and he fought against it. Amen. Yesterday we celebrated that as a community. Come on, somebody. Uh, we had a Juneteenth celebration. Bishop Fitz, come on, Fitz, wave at everybody. Uh, Fitz is a great man who loves God and is fighting for people uh, who need to be fought for. And so yesterday we had a Father's Day slash Juneteenth celebration. And Fitz is going to tell you more about that in a little bit. But y'all, what we're carrying on is a legacy of the people of God who fight for freedom, who fight for hope. Y'all, that's a good thing to fight for. Can I get an amen somebody on that? We all agree, right? That's a good thing to fight for. Moses, he led the people out of slavery. Jesus is the better Moses. Moses led people out of slavery to Egypt. Jesus led us as humanity out of slavery to sin and death. There's another character named David, King David. He met Goliath on the battlefield. Maybe you've heard that story. He had five smooth stones and he launched one of the stones and hit Goliath straight in the forehead. Y'all, Jesus is the better David. David met Goliath on the battlefield and won the victory for the people of Israel. Jesus fought sin and death on the battlefield and won the victory for all the people who would come after him. Not based on our strength, but on the strength of God, amen? But listen to me. Yo, if what you build is just built for you, it's nothing. First Corinthians chapter 13, what does it say? Don't worry about that. (laughs) It says that if we can speak in every language language of men, and if we can speak in all the language of the angels in heaven, but we don't have love, we have nothing. 
Yo, we've got to build our life intentionally on the foundation of Jesus. Number two, we've got to love people deeply. We've got to love people deeply. Um, you know, I think this is something that, that we as the church for about 2,000 years have been fighting to get right, right? Uh, why is that? Because it's always easier to trend towards rules instead of trending towards love, right? Uh, Jesus had conflict with the religious leaders of his day because he was spending time with people that they didn't feel like he should spending time, be spending time with. Why? Because they got more focused on the letter of the law than the spirit of the law. The spirit of the law is God loves people. God is here for people. And so that, that's what we have to exist for as a community. But listen, y'all, love doesn't leave you where you're at. Love believes for your best. Jesus loves you right where you're at, but here's the best news. He loves you too much to keep you there. Yo, we as a community, we as the people of God have got to love people where they're at. Listen, if you're in here, you've got struggles maybe nobody knows about. Listen, God knows about those struggles and he loves you, so so do we. And we want to walk with you. We don't want you to have to walk through life alone. You know, a few years ago, uh, Callie and I got to lead a young adults ministry and something that, that was really important to us. This is my wife, Callie, down here. Callie, wave at everybody. Um, hi, Callie. Hi. Um, something that, that we used to say, have y'all ever been to Walmart after midnight? There's some characters at Walmart after midnight. There, there was even a whole website called the People of Walmart. Now, let's be real, Arkansas. That was about 75% us, right? Uh, <laughs> Some of you guys look down like a little ashamed, like you already know. We go into Walmart looking crazy. But yo, what if the church could be like Walmart after midnight? It could be a place where the worst of you was known. It was seen plainly, but you were loved more, not less for it. Yo, that's the church of Jesus. That's what God has created us to do. That's what he lived a perfect life, died a sacrificial death on the cross, and rose from the grave for as a church that could love and that could live like that. We've got to build intentionally. We've got to love deeply. And, you know, we've got to live relationally. We've got to live in relationship with one another. Everybody say covenant. We've got to live in covenant relationship. Here's the thing about covenant is covenant is not based on you keeping your part of the bargain. I'll prove it to you. The scripture says that, that Jesus died for us when? when we had it all together, when we were perfectly honoring him. No, he says he died for us when we were enemies of him. We were enemies of God. We were enemies of the plan of God. Y'all listen, there were a lot of things that could divide us as a world. We've seen basically all of them over the past year. But here, here's what Jesus said. Go with me to John chapter 13. John chapter 13 verses 34 and 35. Here's what it says. It says, now I'm giving you a new commandment. What does it say? What's the commandment? Love each other. Just as I've loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you're my disciples. I, I want to close with a story. My last point is this. Is, uh, first, we've got to build intentionally. Second, we've got to love deeply. Third, we've, we've got to live relationally. And fourth, we've got to lead missionally. Uh, I, I've been reading this book. I'll, 
I'll recommend it. It's called A Creative Minority by a guy named John Tyson. He pastors up in New York City. It'll take you about an hour to read it. <laughs> and so uh, in here, he tells a story about Count Zinzendorf. Everybody say Zinzendorf. Zinzendorf. Francisco. Francisco. <laughs> Raise your hand if you know the reference. Elf. That's good. It's a fun word. Uh, Count Zinzendorf. Uh, Count Zinzendorf uh, lived during the time of the Protestant Reformation. This happened in, in Germany, and this is kind of where we come from as a church. If you study church history, I'm not going to go all the way into it, but basically there was a guy named Martin Luther, and the Catholic Church at the time had gotten so far away from the gospel of grace. They were, they were teaching works-based religion, which is always where we head, guys. We as humanity love a measuring stick, Right? We love to know who's right and who's wrong. And that's exactly what the church was doing, is saying, if you don't do all these things, then you're not going to go to heaven. And this guy named Martin Luther came around and he said, actually, it says that it's by grace we've been saved so that no man can boast. It's by the grace of Jesus that we've been saved. And so uh, during that time, there, there was some persecution from people who were starting to try to live this way. And so what Count Zinzendorf did is he set a portion of his land that he'd inherited apart and he he was inviting these persecuted people to come live in there and there were people from lots of different backgrounds and who knows when you get people from different backgrounds together sometimes we have disagreements <laughs> amen and so here's what he did he, he put his job at the time down he took some time away and he went in and he started praying with these people going into their homes and just praying and then they as a community got together and this is what we're about to do here in a minute and they prayed and they sought God together, and they were reconciled, and they loved each other, and they started to live in covenant with each other. And something called the Moravian Pentecost happened. The Holy Spirit poured out on this 400 people, and they had a 10-hour service. <laughs> Some of you guys are like, please, God, don't move that way this morning. I've got ribs on the grill, <laughs> okay? They had a 10-hour service. And they started a prayer meeting that lasted for 100 years. You don't believe me, go study it. They had a continual prayer meeting for 100 years. These 400 people lived so deeply, so intentionally together. They had some of the greatest missionary movements that the globe has ever seen. They believed the gospel. Listen to me, this is what I want to end on. They believed the gospel so much that two of their members were sold into slavery because they heard about what was going on in the Caribbean and they heard that the gospel was not being preached. So they had themselves sold into slavery and they went into these slave colonies and they began to preach the gospel and a revival struck in that area. You'll listen, our world is desperate for the spirit of God. Our world is desperate for unity. Our world is desperate for hope. And y'all, there is one place that we as humans can find unity and it's at the foot of the cross. I heard a pastor say this past week, she said, the ground is level at the cross of Jesus. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter if you have it together. We are all on the same ground at the cross of Jesus Christ. And so what I really want to do, I don't super have a plan here, <laughs> but I really just want to take some time and I just want to pray together. I believe that when we pray together, the Holy Spirit of God moves. Uh, the scripture says that when two or more are gathered together, that God's in our midst. The, the word says that he inhabits the praises of his people. And y'all, uh, we need to see revival 
here in Little Rock. Amen. That's what I'm praying for. I don't know what we're believing for. I'm believing for peace for your life. I'm believing for hope for your life, but I'm also believing that we could be a part of a mission and a movement of God. Amen. Hey guys, Pastor Bronson here. Just want to say thank you for listening in. Uh, Our hope and our prayer is that this podcast equips you on your walk, your journey with Jesus. And so please like, subscribe, share, help us spread the word. We love you.